He is. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He needs to be our goddamn guest host. Zeus hosting. Yeah, it'll just be him going. <laughs> you know, and that'll be. I think that will give about just about the same amount of um, insight into the movie as when we talk about a movie. Honestly, it would probably be an improvement. Eh, horribly. Also, people would probably be like, puppy. We just need a yeah, live puppy. reaction. We just need like an ongoing thing that says puppy, and then it, he'll just get happier and happier. He has decided he does not want to be in the room with me. He has now moved over that way into the living room, and he is taking a nap. He has said, God damn it, they're going to yell again. Yeah, but that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, he's probably say. thinking that. We're listening to the Binge Picture Podcast. I'm Caleb, that's Ross, that's Dylan, let's go. We're Picture men. We're, we're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for fights. We're men. Oh, wait, I didn't know what we're going. We're men in tights. We rob from the rich, then give to the poor, that's right. We may look like sissies, but watch what you say or else we'll put out your lights. We're men. We're men in tights. Wait, guys. Always on guard defending the people. Did you hear that? Hear what? What? All of our listeners. A copyright? A DMC? (laughs) Those were all of our listeners. Mel Brooks coming in from the east. And throwing their phones out the windows or whatever device they're listening on. I don't think they need to do that. I think they need to, like, you know, just. No, it's that bad. They have to stop their headphones. They could just close out of the Spotify app, man. Yeah, like, like, if it's really that bad. One, we know we need voice (laughs) lessons. Two, yes. Uh, it's not down to your voice. It's just that's the binge picture podcast. It makes people do things. The binge picture podcast. The binge picture podcast. The binge picture podcast. We have done that already. <laughs> it's a it's a repeat. We're doing it twice. Yeah. We're cutting. So this is when the real episode begins now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're Excellent. Starting now. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, so welcome, welcome to the Bench Picture Podcast. Um, <laughs> a former <laughs> Oscar it. podcast. Now it's just a bunch of <laughs> friends being like, I want to watch this movie. Oh, yeah? Put it on a wheel. See we how it does. We used to only binge best pictures, and now we binge pictures in general. We binge and it's moving more. pictures. Look at this That's photograph. <laughs> That's all I thought when he said picture. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. <laughs> Do better. You need to do better. <sighs> I've never once claimed to be a good Chad Kroger impressionist. I'm surprised you know his name. I do not. <laughs> Chad, Chad Kroger, lead Kroger. Chad if I could design, mother fucking Kroger. If I knew nothing and could design the lead singer of Nickelback, his name would be Chad, and he'd look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the perfect lead singer for Nickelback. Like, you can't think that. He is the exact uh, average of every Canadian a, man. Perfect match. <laughs> yes. Perfect match. Yep. He's uh, halfway between Mountain Men and Justin Trudeau, I think. <laughs> so he's a closeted racist. Yes. Yes, he on is. A, on horseback, Dylan. On horseback. That's the <laughs> I, I broke Ross. I just broke Ross <laughs> at that moment because I'm like, Come on, Ross, feed it. And he wasn't feeding. I'm like, uh-oh. Broken. Okay, guys. Before we get too far into today's episode, 
It is with great regret that we must acknowledge that the first um, still alive from the from Get the still there, alive man! I am getting oh, it's from a our sad, alive it's a sad fucking thing, okay? I'm, I'm taking it my is. time. It's a meander. It's I don't want to get there, but rest in peace. Estelle Harris, the first member of the BPP Still Alive Club to uh, no, <laughs> to get kicked out of that club, I, I suppose. <laughs> um, oh, okay, God. well, why did you have to phrase it like that? I, uh, I don't know. I genuinely it, like that fucking sucks. Abort, Estelle Harris abort, was it. It sucks. Abort, it does. Talk. Um, because so. you know, Estelle, Estelle, um, Costanza, dude, she was so fucking funny. Yeah, but both of George's parents are have moved on. Yes, it's well, that's sad. sad. Mrs. Potato Head. Fucking okay. Bunny. Now today's movie, I believe, features two still alive member, still alive club members. I know who the first one is. Who's the second one? Richard Lewis. And oh, was Mel he Brooks. in Still Alive Club? I believe he was. I think I put him in there. I don't know. I need to sit down and look at my look at my look at my lyrics. I won't lie. For the longest time, I had no idea who the <laughs> hell you were talking about. I was like, "What even category you even what the fuck's speaking?" This alive club? I, I I literally looked into this mug, thinking like, "This is a bit. I don't know the bit. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave." <laughs> no, it's genuine. It's a uh, it's a rest in peace segment. So, it's very sad. Yeah. So, uh, this week we watched... Um, now to Mel jump into Brooks's. our Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> Mel Brooks! <laughs> Time to talk about comedy. <laughs> da, 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 da. Mel Brooks' 1993 parody film, Robin Hood Men Parody film? This is a correct retelling of the myth and legend of Robin Hood, sir. <laughs> it's parodying the films of Robin Hood. No, 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 sir. The films were parodying this. This came out after the films, sir. I don't know. I honestly didn't watch any of the older films. All I know is like the... Now what I mean? No, this is the original first Robin Hood film. No one can tell me otherwise. So I've seen I've, I've seen all of the Robin Hoods that led up to this. At least the big ones. I've seen the Errol Flynn one, the Disney one, and the Kevin Costner one. So. Ah, with the foxes! And, oh, that's what I've missed out on this week. I should have watched that. And, and I did not watch that this week. And you watched the uh, Russell Crowe one. Yeah, but that yeah. one came out after. So, so you still you watched it? Episode yeah, we've, I've number. Seen it. Wasn't that an episode that was I wasn't like, on? So 30? Who gives a shit? Say. Like 35, shit? maybe? I give a shit, and I'm looking, Dylan. Calm Good for you. I want to talk about this best, the best retelling of Robin Hood ever. So. It is starring the, um, the comedic talents of... Richard Lewis as Prince John, Roger Reese as the Sheriff of Rottingham, Amy Yazbek as Maid Marian, uh, Dave Chappelle as Achu. Bless you! Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Mark Blankfield as Blinken, and um, of course, the um, incomparably charming Carrie Elwes as Sir Robin of Loxley. Robin! You've Robin. lost your arms in the crusades, but you got yourself a nice pair of boobs. 
Oh, so it, it, so it is a it's a Mel Brooks comedic retelling. It's of the best the retelling Hood of Legend. Robin Hood ever. It's so fun. Very indeed. Um, very much so. so. Very indeed. Um, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, oh boy. so I just want to start off why, why Blinken's the best character in this entire fucking movie. I love Blinken so much. <laughs> Blinken, uh, Robin's blind servant. Blind oh, servant Ka- who has some of the best lines ever, or best moments, where it's... Caleb's um, doing an impression right oh now, Oh, God, he, he put it. on the glasses. Put on the glasses. I guess I'm uh, blind, not mute. I didn't want to say anything. Jesus! <laughs> God! <laughs> no, eventually you'll fall out of a ladder... Hit, hit the floor, and then you'll be able to see. So I just fall out of your chair. I was going to bring that up. That was just one of my favorite Just fall out of your bits. chair. Oh, Jesus. Blinken, what are you doing? I suppose no one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of comedy they just milked out of Blinken was so uh, much fun. And then there was, like, the five-minute sequence, the five-minute, like, sword fight sequence where he's just fighting a wooden fighting pole a the entire time. <laughs> I really want that, like, come back into the movie where it's, um, uh, like, the, all the archers, like, stand up on that and go, like, haha, and then it breaks and they all just fall over. But, you know, I'm happy with what I got. <laughs> that would have been good. It was, like, yeah. a critical support beam for the entire building. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping, like, half the castle would just fall over. That would be a very Melbrook's thing to do. Mm-hmm. So funny. But well, we all know the story yeah, I... of Robin Hood. I mean. Oh, yeah. What were you gonna say, Ross? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Okay, and it looked like you were gearing up or something. This is no. the 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 Mel Brooksiest Mel Brooks Mel Brooks has ever Mel ever. Brooks before. I think uh, so. I disagree with that, but it is very Mel Brooksy. Oh, I mean, it's horribly it's... Mel Brooksy, but it didn't like. I feel like that's kind of lost in today's like um, movie world. Because today we don't have comedy movies. No, we don't. It has to be a romantic comedy, if that. It, everything it, we, we don't just have, don't have just we don't have straight up parodies. Don't parody. have comedies. We don't. No, have... we have parodies. They're just done really stupidly and like make you want to hit your head with a frying pan. Mm, do we even? Yeah. Have, I mean, we have like parody, like like movies that allude to parodies of other movies, but not entire like spoofs. Of previous we movies, we just don't. Yeah, well, well, we have, we have we, like the terrible, the scary movie ones. The scary, the movie scary, one. like the scary movie brand, been, or that's been like many. That's been like ten years, hasn't it? Fifteen years. No, it's there was been a, big, a lot longer. Caleb, there was a long period. It was like two thousand three to two thousand ten. There was like oh, one every year where it was a it spoof wasn't even of a specific year. genre. It was just like it was like vampires suck was one of them. I remember that one. Um, but they were, they just had a bunch of. Fun fact, the first scary movie was released in 2000. Yeah, well, that okay. Makes feel so, old. Yeah, yeah, we're fuck. old. Jesus Christ. But, but no, I it think kind of goes Mel Brooks up. is Mel Brooks is just very refreshing in this day and age because you don't like, get these big studio comedies anymore. He's like the weird owl of movies. Yes. That's that's, my, that's actually very fitting. Thank you. There are lots of other people who have tried to do what he does, but no one does it as well. Yeah, exactly. So well, He's also Rabbi Tuckman. <laughs> I love Rabbi, Rabbi Tuckman. <laughs> so, it, oh yes, and now it's just like Mary Serial as a circumcisionist. No, straight, just, just Mary. 
Yep. <laughs> I love the the mobile circumcision doctor selling <laughs> sacrament wine. Ooh, we yeah. can we can bless that tree. We can bless that ground. We can bless everything. <laughs> I also like how his like the hair curls are attached to the hat. attached to his hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just his little Mel Brooksy touches. And I feel like this should just be an ode to Mel Brooks that he knows how to make a good comedy and like as we said earlier this is kind of like the lost art in today's world of making a comedy because one i don't think this movie would survive in today's like <clears throat> climate oh, like, like, no in today's movie making climate this would get relegated to i'm not even talking about like movie like i'm talking about like the people like the people who go see this movie like, it would be murdered alive on Twitter, if you think about it. Like, with all the jokes in it. I didn't think... There's not, like, a cancelable joke. I know really. there's not I a cancelable there are, there are joke. jokes that have aged poorly, but there's nothing... Everything has aged poorly from the 90s. I don't it's, know. That's yeah, true. It was I the think 90s. everything has aged poorly from everything beyond the year 2000. I will say the worst aged part of this movie was Dave Chappelle. Well, no. Yeah. No. Who cares what that man said? Like I'm just does. saying he's aged poorly. Nah, black don't crack. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Dylan, have you missed the whole Dave Chappelle thing? Recently? I know what the fuck is talking about. I'm just trying okay. to make light of a situation for the love of shit. I just, just wanted to make sure you were aware of the Dave Chappelle thing. Mm. Um I think I, it's not, I think it's unfair to compare this. Or to compare Mel Brooks to any modern comedy, I think I think it's very distinct from it's a distinct yes. flavor of comedy that we don't get a He's lot of farcical. anymore, um, and that's why it should be compared. Because if we don't compare it to today's, we've kind of lost this idea of making this form of comedy, making this form of parody. Yeah, but we, these these kinds of movies are not made today, and it sucks. Yeah, like this Spaceballs, Young you can, Frankenstein, okay. Blazing Saddles. That's valid, but if we try and compare it to the comedy movies that are made today, it just falls apart because they're totally different. We're not. They trying are totally to different. They are totally different, but we're not trying to compare them. We're just saying it's a. We're missing it. We're sad. We're say, that yeah, we're, we're just not saying here. we miss the we miss the Mel Brooks style of comedy. We're not saying like, oh, sh those people gotcha. make comedies. They're fucking terrible. Gotcha. They're, nope, shouldn't even take your time with them. No, we're just saying that it fucking sucks that this kind of thing isn't here anymore. Yeah, there's this inherent likability in Mel Brooks's style of comedy where it's all very endearing and everything he's making fun of, he's doing so in a loving manner. Like you can like especially with something like Young Frankenstein, you can tell how much he loves the old monster movies, but he's still poking fun at all the tropes throughout them. Um whereas a lot of comedies nowadays are very mean-spirited. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like anger and hate. Yeah, and it's and it relies, like, Mel Brooks is very farcical. He relies more on slapstick, physical humor, observational stuff, whereas modern-day stuff is all about the quips. The quips. Gotta get the quips. Please don't. Please don't make quips. me. Please don't make me. Please don't make me remember Solo. It had all of the Marvel quips in one movie. It bothered me so. Um, Solo was bad. <laughs> Solo was bad, but we're not talking about that movie. What we're talking about Thankfully. is this idea of why... This movie works, even though Rotten Tomatoes says, fuck you, your opinion is wrong. 
I will say this is one of my less favorite um, uh, Mel Brooks's. Not one, not one of my top Mel Brooks movies. I will say that. Yeah, but you make a list for everything, so. <laughs> you I'm just saying. Listen, you made a list for all the old spices. You need help. When did I do that? Wait. God damn it, Ross! It's a bit. I'm not. I am not playing along with your slanderous bits, sir. So my mind, bits. my mind fragmented. Everything. My mind fragmented. Into free Willy, goddammit! Pathways. When you said this, Ross has either a list for deodorant scents, or he has a list like he's he's created a hierarchy for his spice cabinet, and I'm not sure which one. Both. <laughs> like, both. I lo- I want both of it. I'm <laughs> insulted that you think I use Old Spice, Dylan. I'm what? better than that. Ah, uh, yes. Axe Body Spray. That's what Ross uses. Uh, yes, that is that is Axe Body Spray, the official body spray of the Binge Picture Podcast. No wonder whenever I go to your home, I'm not allowed to have any flammable objects. You are not allowed to bring any open flames into our household. Because as soon as I do, it goes up. It's gone. <laughs> Ross's house is like an eighth grade locker room. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Can that be the subtitle of this movie of this episode? <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights parentheses in eighth grade locker room. <laughs> I mean, is? if an eighth grader is this funny, I'll take it. I think I feel like they are. No, it's all penis jokes. It's such a well, as if those didn't exist in Robin Hood Men in Tights. No, but they're not yeah. good penis jokes. Do you remember That's what the, I'm sword <laughs> the sword bit. Yes, I remember the sword play, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's um, it's just such a simple form of humor that just tugs at, I don't know, just the basic human instinct and like the heartstrings, and you can't help but love it. It's so, yeah. I mean, it's so simple. Well, it's you so can you can help to fun. not love it, but you're a sociopath if you don't. <laughs> That's a <laughs> and need help. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. First, folks. Um. But I think it's really buoyed by how likable and charming Carrie Elvis is. It's true. Because yeah. I can't think of cast. a leading... I, he's, he's he's up there as one of the most charming leading men of all time. Oh, definitely. And he's so synonymous with The Princess Bride, which was a mere six years before this movie came out. So he's like... It's just perfect for like this sort of... Uh, don't remind me of one about, about the best movie ever made. I do love uh, the Princess Bride. Right. Have we done an episode on Princess Bride? We have not. It might go Hold on my wheel. It might replace uh, <laughs> that beautiful movie we watched last week. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to replace something on my wheel with. Uh, oh, we're doing live Bride. wheel editing. Hey, by the yeah. way, if you're Uh-oh. listening to this and you would like to potentially influence three idiots that you've bumped into on the internet by complete happenstance, you can totally get in contact with us and uh, tell us what you would want to hear an episode about. Because we're open for suggestions, yeah. and we'd love to... Uh... I refuse to listen to the Dylan masses. Ro- Ross and I, Ross and I, I refuse Ross and I to listen to you smelly, smelly people. I refuse. You know, Dylan, if we want people to listen to the show, maybe don't call them smelly. Listen, we've offended everyone in the entire fucking world right now. Was it on this show or a different show where we, like, I don't know, made some sort of plea to our listeners and Dylan said, y'all fucking, I don't know, he was like, y'all motherfuckers can get the fuck out of here or something. And we haven't had, had like, zero listens since. That was this show. Yes, my sabotaging is working. It's He's tearing working. us down from the inside. 
fear everything. I am the danger. No, so back on topic because I think this is becoming an episode of cut. Um, uh, this move, this movie does like again. We've it's light, simple, and I think what needs to be mainly discussed about is that the fact it doesn't shy away from certain parts of humor that you know wouldn't really survive in today's world. It's a it's Mel Brooks to put it. To Caleb, safely. why are you wearing two pairs of glasses? Because I can't see with the fake ones. The sunglasses <laughs> again, do not again, correct fall, my vision. Fall out, of his, fall out of your chair and you'll gain sight back. That's how it works <laughs> in the movie. He's a little farther dropped than that. Nah. Uh, uh, I want to talk about how Mel, Mel Brooks is so good at making recurring bits. Like recurring small bits that pop up every now and again throughout the whole movie. Yeah, like, like, like the refrains. sheriff of Rottingham. Yeah. Just always mixing up his words. The Sheriff of Rottingham. Every single time he gets flustered, he just mixes up his words. And nobody... Everybody notices it, but nobody calls it out. And it just keeps happening. Oh, they call it out. They just go, what? (laughs) You, King, for in Forest of King. Protect them. Hurt us. Yes. 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 Hurt you. Hurt you. Protect... Help me. Yes. Yes. Hurt you. Hurt you. Help them. Help them. Yes. (laughs) And then the Richard Lewis's mole just moving around yes. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sire, I don't mean to protest. That's probably the was best. Was your mole always in the same spot? <laughs> I have a mole. mole. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. Richard Lewis so is so good in this. What Richard is it? Lewis I, rocks in general. I really like, um, what is it? The stealth catapult. The stealth <laughs> catapult. <laughs> Oh, this so is going to a ones. bit I kind of want to go into where it's just like, oh, what were your favorite parts in the entire movie? We're just going to gush over this movie real quick. Also, I love the Patriot Arrow. Yes. <laughs> I lose? Wait, I lose? And they pull out I'm scripts. I'm supposed to lose. <laughs> Robert, we got to see the script. I get another shot. Robert gets another everybody shot. Everybody else is like, he gets another, another shot. shot. And then everybody else pulls out a script. He gets another shot. All right, guys, let's do. Let's give him the chop. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that bit of like also just bringing in that like just the realism of what you would do at a sporting event. Yeah, it's like it's it, Mel Brooks knows how to properly bring in like modern stuff into period stuff at just mm-hmm. the right time, just the right amount, so that you laugh because oh ha ha that's like middle ages and they're doing us they're doing something you'd see at fucking Arrowhead Stadium. But also, it still fits within the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's super good. Uh, this was fun. This was, a, this was a fun one. This is a really fun movie, and it's definitely, I think, a good change of pace for everything that we just talked about. Like, these ultra-mega serious movies that have a terrible script. Caleb, I'm never forgiving you for making me watch it. Yeah, time Caleb, again. We're, we're still mad at you for that. It's Caleb the luck of the spin, boys. Luck of the spin. Your spin sucks. Fix it. Did you know Achu's father was named a sneeze? Yes. I did. I did. <laughs> that went over my head when I watched <laughs> I will say this has been the most lighthearted movie we've watched in quite some time. Yeah, it was a good, it was good fun. I actually watched it with my daughter. So it was her first. She's nine months old. She had no idea what the fuck was going on, but she loved it. Aww, it was her first, uh, first uh, Mel Brooks experience, so I'm pretty proud of that. I'm a, I'm a good fucking dad. 
Yeah, dude, you got to show the youth Mel Brooks because Mel Brooks is You got to start him early. Too. Spaceballs is next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spaceballs is next. I watch What's Spaceballs. Your name? Bart. What's your full name? Bartholomew. Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spaceballs was actually my first Mel Brooks when I was nine years old. Uh, Have we you were... told this story on here? Yeah. Not on here, I don't think. But we were. it was me, my dad, and my brother. And we were going to see some 4th of July fireworks with a friend of mine and his brother and his dad. And we were all camped out in my friend's dad's SUV. No, minivan. And we, there, we had fucking time to kill. So we're just hanging out and we find a DVD of Spaceballs in the van. And it was a bougie van that had a DVD player built yes, into it. So we watched Spaceballs. Yes. Waiting for the fireworks on 4th of July. It's perfect. Um, and then we got home and my mom was like... How how were the fireworks? And my brother and I, being nine and five at the time, were both like, it was great. We watched Spaceballs. And then my mother looked at my father and was like, what? they watched what? <laughs> so good. I said, we just, we just never told my mom what we watched. I think we just watched stuff. Once we figured out how to use the remote. It's one of the things, except for... <laughs> I couldn't have Pokemon cards, but I could watch whatever the fuck I wanted. So God, so you, you you couldn't hide the Pokemon cards. You can hide what you're watching. You can just there hit is a that power remote. button on the TV. Yeah, so yeah, no power button on Pokemon cards. <laughs> no, you just They're throw just those in the fire. There. You yeah. just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. And you evolve into a Charizard. I am eating evolution. <laughs> oh, this will chewed. only make me stronger. <laughs> So, uh, have a nice out tall of glass everything. of water to wash down that uh, that Snorlax. <laughs> that Snorlax. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, Mel Brooks isn't making movies anymore, right? I don't think he is. He's only he's, like producing or some shit. Pretty sure he's well into his nineties. He's yeah. ninety-five. Ninety-five, yeah. Live, you bastard! I think he's retired. Still alive, club, ladies and gentlemen. Still alive. Oh, no. We're, we've jinxed Knock it. on fucking wood. Where's Caleb, you better shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I... Knock on wood, damn it. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, so he's still doing some voice work, but he's not doing. He's not directing, and he's not. Um, That's fine. He's not like, he's, doing any He has an illustrious stuff. career. Dude, and... yeah, he fucking did it. Yeah. He voiced a character in Toy Story 4. Oh, wow. That movie doesn't exist. A Toy Story 4 That movie good. doesn't do exist. Want, do you want to know his That movie doesn't name? exist. His character like name was Melephant Brooks. God damn it. <laughs> Come on. God damn it. Really? God yep. damn it. And he's voicing a character. I would like to character. talk to God in this one moment. That's God, if you can hear me, please he's, stop Toy Story 5. He's voicing a character in a new animated movie this year called Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. P-A-W-S. Pause of Fury. That's a sequel. Uh, yeah, Pause, P-A-W-S the, of Fury. Um, I thought Which so. is a, a computer animated martial arts comedy that is loosely inspired this... by Mel Brooks' 1974 film, Blazing Saddles. Wow. Guys, that, that's... <laughs> the cast behind this movie is ridiculous. I know, I'm looking at that right now. It's Pause coming of out Fury? in theaters in July. Yeah, what? it's ridiculous. Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, Mel Brooks, George Takei, Jimon Hunsu, Michelle Yeoh, Gabriel Iglesias. Not only is that a fantastic voice cast, imagine if they were all on screen. It's not always that, like that. But those are some great, very iconic Asif voices. Asif Mandavi. Good for him. 
that. So, oh, I, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. So, back on topic. Boys, what would you yeah, rate this we movie? Have to. It's like a six and a half for me. It's good, but it's not my favorite Mel Brooks. I was going to roll in at a seven. Seven out of ten. I'm giving this an 8.9. Ooh. Ooh very nice. high. Listen, it gives me the giggles. I love the giggles. The gi- it's it a very giggly film. That's exactly what it does. That's exactly what it does. It's a very giggly film. And it's that's all you really movie. need. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It does everything right about just poking fun <laughs> at the <laughs> medieval genre. Are you sure about the seriously part? I'm just kidding. It's not serious. It takes the story seriously. It ta- treats its own story with reverence. It just it does it, revere the story, the story itself. Is and silly. It, it's it's silly in a in a respectful like way. Respectful is a, respectful seriously. is making a lot of assumptions there. It takes the craft seriously. It takes the craft seriously. My favorite part of this, and I have not. I've seen Spaceballs. I've seen Blazing Saddles, although I don't remember it. I have to go through and watch all these Mel Brooks movies again. I want to see the producers probably the most. Oh, the producers rocks. I love the producers. Yeah. Fantastic in every way. I have not seen it, so that's on my list. Absolutely. But my favorite in this particular Mel Brooks film, and I'm not sure if it's a Mel Brooks staple, is all of the characters interacting with like the sets, which are made to be clearly film sets. And uh, the oh, like yeah, 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 the yeah. production crew that randomly shows up in the background. Like, there's one shot of Carrie Ellis when he's, um, I think they're in like the the palace or whatever, and he's like just kind of wrecking shit, and he's about to swing down on the rope, and above his shoulder is that big blaring exit sign placed yeah. perfectly <laughs> next to his head, stuff right, like yes. that. And there's a sword fight that I think it's when he's fighting um, the sheriff. The sheriff, and, and the sheriff goes up against through, the window. Yep. Yep, yep, and he stabs his sword through the, uh, it's just like a stagehand's, like, hot dog or sandwich or whatever, and he just mm-hmm. skewers it, and he's like, oh, sorry, and he hands it back, and you can see all the, <laughs> the people standing back behind the set. I love that. It's just such, it's like a third wall break, but also... Fourth. Fourth wall. Perhaps the fourth wall. It's, it's a break. The fourth, it we the broke third. it. It's a break. I mean, we don't gotta assign a wall number to it, you know what I mean? But it's a... <laughs> I love it. No, it must be. Listen, this is the this it's, is the list man. This is list and man. Mel Brooks likes to do this in all of his in mo, many movies because I remember vividly a bit from Spaceballs where um, Lone Star and Darth Darth Helmet are doing their um, laser ring fight. God, and, their penises. And uh, Dark Helmet sw- does a huge swing and it cut and it pans over and he swings it right into the boom op and the boom op falls <laughs> over and dies. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just then he just points it. Um, well, no, that, like, there's uh, also something like it. there's also something like that in this movie too, where like they're zooming in on Maid Marian in the bathtub, and the camera just breaks through the glass panel and just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, there, there are multiple instances where the camera runs into stuff. It's those little things oh, like, that just feel okay. so original. And I something I, I, I want to talk about. It. So when they're doing like the like the priest is coming down to do the memorial, right, or like do the ceremony. And his staff hits the. Uh, yes, yes, that that's has, one of the things I was thinking That had of. to be like a complete accident that they just kept in the movie. I am. I would love it if it was. It has to be. Be legendary. It's just because it, it the feels... way it all the way it goes the way it just proceeds. I'm like they they didn't yell cut. They just kept going. No, just keep rolling. That's that's the rule on a Mel Brooks set. I feel like, but I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it is, but it feels like the most original thing Mel Brooks does. Like it's just yes, it's like his kind of thing, and I love it. Yeah, I, I would love to do more Mel Brooks movies on this show. 
Oh, that I'm I down. added them after watching this movie. But there are no Mel Brooks movies on my wheel, boys. Yes. Is it wheel time already? Is it? No! Magic rocks will decide our fate! We're going in circles, bro. We're going in circles. I was not here for when the circle first started. You ready? And you just, we literally are doing I swear to God, if Raising Arizona gets picked, I am not going on that episode. (laughs) Hey, Raising Arizona rocks. Raising Arizona sucks. Wait, what do you have against it? Raising Arizona? It sucks! Okay. Raising Arizona is so on my boring. wheel, and Dylan hates it. I guarantee you will have. Is, I want the nice. You will guys. have no problem nice coming guys. on this show and yelling about it for thirty-five minutes. So yeah. no, I will. I'll be. Raising silent. Arizona is the best Coen Brothers film, and uh, it's, ooh, that's no, my it's hot not. Take. That's no, a statement. That that's the bullshittiest statement you've ever said in your fucking life. I think but, Coen uh, Brothers in, are the missing from mine. I got wow. a few Coen brothers, but so, taking the taking the selection here. I am a little bit. So Mononoke is on all three of our wheels, I'm noticing. Correct. Ooh. Um Fargo, yes. I don't have Fargo on mine, but I should put it there because I fucking love Fargo. I think Fargo's Fargo the best Coen rocks. Brothers movie. Fargo's my second favorite Coen Brothers movie. But are you ready for me to spin, boys? Meh. <sighs> Let's do it. Take it away. I'm really nervous. All right. Now Why remember are you the theme nervous? of this. The theme of this wheel is 39 movies that slap and one movie that is a war crime. <laughs> What's so the war crime? I haven't found the one. Why is it Paddington? Paddington is not a war crime. You're a war crime for saying that. <gasps> yes! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. God, I'm going to age five years watching this goddamn fucking movie. Ladies and gentlemen, no, this is next good. week, the, uh, we will f- be watching... Francis Ford Coppola's masterpiece, The Godfather. I reference um, Peter Griffin from an early episode of Family Guy about the opinions about The Godfather, and I share his opinions. I'm wearing a tux next week. I'm going to talk like this the whole episode. I'm going to do a shitty Marlon Brando impression hey, the whole there's episode. there's a Godfather joke in Robin Hood Men in Tights. There was. There, there was an entire prolonged Yeah, you had like bit. filthy whatever and then like dirty Luca or something like that. How do you invite me into your home? I can't remember what. Who he has a pet it. lizard. He has a he pet has, lizard. He's like, hey, yeah. got excited. What do you expect? And he pees on him. That's going to be good. Don Giovanni, filthy Luca, and dirty Ezio. Those are their names. Dirty Ezio. We are a film podcast that has made it a year without really ever talking about The Godfather. So that's interesting. You'll come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Okay, save it for next week. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Mwah. Follow us you on have social anything you'd like to plug? Ross's boys. method. I would like acting. to plug oh the idea. God. I would like to plug the idea that Ross actually gets acting lessons. I. That's am going dangerous. To be in you, I don't think we want that, Dylan. Like we should no, talk I'm about be that. In character as Marlon do- Brando all week. Leading up to this. Your and wife have, is going to leave you. I have few you. doubts. Your wife is going to leave you. Your daughter's going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ, what have I been born into? If when Zeus lays down and gets upset, I'll just be there like, look how the massacre, my boy. <laughs> Zeus is going to leave you. Oh, no, he loves me. He's my good boy. He's my boy. All right, tune in next week. Ross is going to be super lonely. Dylan and I will be normal. <laughs> Normal's a strong word. I'm debating how I can... Well, it's what our normal is. I'm debating is. how I get shot in the middle of the recording. 
that you would know, be the most legendary Godfather film ep- like film podcast episode of all time if you got just get off shot on air. Listen, I'm gonna go piss off the Midwest Mafia. It'll be fine. On air, Dylan is getting offed. Tune in next week. It's gonna be. It's gonna fucking slap. All right, the Godfather is off my list, boys. But join us next week for an episode about the greatest movie ever made. You get so down into that character. I'm, I'm all about it. It's all about getting the facial expressions right, dude. It's the you hunch over a little bit, your hands come up. It's the whole thing. Yeah, um, you know, you gotta. You gotta, you gotta get your body into it, us. Your voice will not follow. You motherfucker! Dylan has stopped recording, apparently. <laughs>